welcome to the Locking Castle Church podcast. This Sunday morning teaching was given as part of the Fruitfulness on the Frontline series. Last number of weeks we've had um, a series, as if you've been here you'll know, uh, from Colossians. And uh, very conveniently, all of the talks start with an M. And this one will this morning as well. Motherwell, Manchester United, <laughs> Manchester City, Lionel Messi. No, not even Morocco, although they got through. Modeling godly character, making good work, ministering grace and love, molding culture, mouthpiece for truth and justice, and today, messenger of the gospel. Who, me, little old me, little young me, little midlife crisis me. I have no dog collar, I hear you say. I have no qualifications to be announcing the gospel to other people. Surely Paul is saying in the short passage we've just heard, pray for me and those on the front line like me, the apostle, the minister, the vicar, the evangelist, which I'm not. Christian character is what I'm about, as we've been hearing about in the last few weeks, trying to be Christ-like in my dealings with people on my front line. I'm leaving the actual message to others, those who are qualified, the other M's for me, not this one. I'll pray, as it says at the start of this passage. I'll even devote myself to prayer time-wise and intensity-wise. I'll pray for the qualified ones the gifted ones, the anointed ones. Let them be the messengers. Prayer is vital, but it's not either or or both ands. I ran a prayer house for a year in the 1990s and have done prayer walks in several European countries. And sometimes it has been an either or. For example, in our home group the other day, someone said how easy it is to say, I'll pray for you when what you want is someone to practically do something for you. In our context, I'll pray for people to meet with Jesus, but not expect to be the mouthpiece. Too costly, too embarrassing if I get it wrong. Paul was in chains because he had spoken out. So what is this message we're entrusted with? John 3.16 I grew up with that verse, and it was plastered all over some uh, people's windows in Cheddar, mostly put there by a particular branch of the Christian church, which I wasn't a part of, and it was right because it was in the authorized version. There were plenty of haths and all those sorts of words, and, uh, which I didn't necessarily understand. But that was the good news. It was almost like that verse alone was the good news. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Some Christian groups have said this is it and interpreted as saying just believe in Jesus and it'll be okay when you die. But eternal life starts now when we hand over our lives to Jesus Christ and the supernatural transformation begins as evidenced in Jesus' words to his followers at the close of the Synoptic Gospels. 
Matthew 28, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Mark 16, go into all the worlds and preach the good news to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons, they will speak with new tongues, they will pick up snakes with their hands, and when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all, even to somebody here at Cheddar Ales. But no... If there are any children left in here, uh, or you know, uh, apprentice adults or anybody else uh, in, in the room at the moment, don't go home and try that one until you've actually prayed about it. <laughs> when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on sick people, and they will get well. It was a challenge that for me. Uh, when I used to be in this, the, one of the prayer teams here. Uh, okay, we'll pray for you, but God, God may have 10,000 reasons why you're not going to be healed of what you've got. And here's Jesus' very, very challenging thing, along with the gospel. You'll pray for people, and they will be healed. Luke 24, 46 to 49, repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. I'm going to send you what my father has promised, but stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. Remember the time I've shared with you before, those of you who've been here for a while, when the power of God hit my life for the first time. And then you get wiser and older and slower and all those sorts of things. And somehow you need a fresh anointing of what he has promised. Paul speaks in our message, in our massage, no. Paul speaks in our passage. <laughs> they could, no, no, they're spelt very similarly. <laughs> Paul speaks in our passage of the mystery of Christ. Repentance and forgiveness central, but note the supernatural manifestations Jesus says will accompany sharing the good news and actually be part of the good news. They will be filled to overflowing with the Holy Spirit. They will speak in languages they have never learned. They will heal the sick, not just pray for them to be healed. If our message is just believe and go to heaven when you die, vital, of course, as they may be and are, let us dare to open our lives to the transforming power of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit as we look to share the message on our front lines. Mystery, repentance, forgiveness, and supernatural transformation, starting now and reaching out into eternity future. This is our message.
if we need to open up our lives to his transforming power at this time in delivering the message, let's do that. And if we need to get a fuller content in the message itself, as Jesus spoke to his disciples, let's do that as well. I remember in my 20s, mission outreach to tourists in Cheddar Gorge. We sat on the rocks up around the corner from the last shops, sang all day and gave out what then were called tracts with the gospel on them. A couple of weeks each summer. I remember a non-tourist coming to faith in Jesus. He was selling Rubik cubes, which were new on the market in the 1910s or whenever it was. <laughs> a friend ever since. I was looking at those rocks we sat on the other day. I don't think the powers that be, I think it's Lord Bath or... Uh, uh, I know the National Trust owns one side of Cheddar Gorge and I think Lord Bath or some of his counterparts own the other, if, if I'm right. I don't think they'd allow that now. You just go and sit on their property and sing and give out leaflets and sometimes see people come to know Jesus. A different world today. Front lines more private. Don't offend anyone. Don't be dogmatic. Let people believe what they want. Subtle, of course. Freedom of belief is precious and right. Otherwise, God would never have designed a world like that where it's a question of choice. But that doesn't mean all beliefs are true. We have a supernatural gospel to proclaim. And if proclaim sounds a bit too preachy, let's say share. We are the messengers. For Paul, it cost, and for us, it will cost. You'll settle down, they used to say to me. When you're older, you'll understand a load of things you don't know now. I asked myself the other day, when was the last time I shared the supernatural message of Jesus Christ with anyone when not in a pulpit? or place where it came with the territory. A good while ago, you will settle down. Life will teach you. Help, Lord. Give me the opportunity to share your good news this coming week and the weeks after that. Open the door, Lord, and help me walk through it. The gospel is life and death, Lord. I believe that. we we'll start with family. I have loads of family members, as you will have, who don't know Jesus. Been praying for years for them, as our passage says. But how about an opening, Lord? Show me how, Lord. I'm a messenger. And they need Jesus Christ far more than I need England to win the World Cup or Somerset to win a cricket match, even if they too would be supernatural events. Let's have a time of quiet and name before God family members without Jesus and pray for openings for us to actually bring the message of Jesus to them. Just for a few moments now. Specifically family members without Jesus. We'll move on to friends, friends who need you, Lord. 
I think of somebody specifically, obviously not going to name him, especially as this goes online. Uh, friends who need you, Lord, be friends for decades. But he leads his life with no reference to you or knowledge of you. Shall I just keep praying for him, Lord? Or actually believe you'll open the door for me to share you with him? And he's five years older than me, so he hadn't got a lot of time left. <laughs> Possibly. And see him come to know you. As we did for family, let's now do for friends without Jesus. And after the first service this morning, somebody came up to me and said, thanks, uh, Andy. And, but what you didn't mention was a sort of category of people where we all know people that once followed him and don't seem to anymore. And that can be really, really sad and distressing, can't it, when we think about them. Perhaps we'll just take a moment of quiet. I didn't include this originally, this, this category, if you like. But people perhaps who've been put off by church, not, of course, this church, you know, because we're super, you know, this sort of, no, it might, might possibly have been. It could be any church because it's human beings in church. So people who once followed, I can think of somebody who was a leader in a church until very recently and now doesn't seem to believe anything at all. God, what's happened? Anybody we know like that, let's just bring them before him now and ask, perhaps for us, for opportunities to, to point the way back. And then beyond family and friends. My own front line has changed greatly since retirement from work, especially when COVID happened along as well. It's mostly playing tennis on a Tuesday or Friday evening and over 35s football on Wednesday evenings. There's no age check, fortunately. A lot of banter and a lot of blasphemy. But holier than thou me sticks to the banter usually, unless my goal goalkeeping son stops me scoring an open goal. Openings, Lord, for our wider front line, whether work or play. Let's pray. Okay, let's be challenged, but not beat ourselves up on this particular subject. We're not all Billy Grahams. Didn't have to explain that in the first service, who he was. Um, but there will be those who perhaps think he's a footballer or something. Um, uh, Billy Graham, through his public ministry, led thousands to Jesus Christ. We're not all Billy Grahams leading thousands to Jesus Christ through a public ministry. Be wise, as Paul says in closing our passage, in your dealings with people, conversation full of grace, seasoned with salt. When you share the good news of Jesus Christ, do it wisely, graciously, lovingly, not preachy. But don't go to the other extreme and never share the gospel in case 
it offends people. Messenger of the gospel, you, me, hallelujah. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to find out more about Locking Castle Church, please visit our website at lockingcastlechurch.org.